I, I, I have a family dynamic and it's sometimes interesting when you get with family and you recall certain stories, you recall things that happened in your family. And when that happens, sometimes you are like, that's how you remember that story. You, you, you remember it going down like that? No, man, it, it didn't go down like that. This is how it went. Like sometimes one event can have very different experiences by people, very different perspectives. I, I know sometimes it'll happen in my home if my, my kids get word that school is canceled, it'd be like, yes. And then somebody else might be like, oh, man, we had a field trip today. Dang, it's canceled today. You know, like, like, like one event, different experiences of it. I remember we were uh, uh, in the summertime. I don't remember what this event was, but we were passing out food and we was passing out some, some ice cold pops. And um, we had hooked up some folks and, and people was like, thank you. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I remember a sister like, this the flavor you got? Y'all, y'all, don't, y'all don't have you know, cherry or no red, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that we doing something good. Everybody around seems to be engaged, but, but she's mad. You know, like, 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 there's these times where a situation will happen, but people experience it differently, and some seem to have joy, and others can seem to have disgust. Today, as we, as we dive into the scriptures, we will be looking at a situation that takes place, and we will be seeing how biblical characters respond differently, and we will be looking at hating versus shouting Hosanna. Hating versus shouting Hosanna. Would you turn with me to John chapter 12? We're going to look at a number of verses. It might seem like a lot, but we're going to move through them at a decent pace. We're going to look at verses 1 through 19. It's a, a story that you find in all four of the Gospels. You find it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's a story about Jesus's entering his triumphal, triumphant entry. And so it starts with verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him. Martha served and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive oil made from nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume and Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, why is this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what to what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you will always have with you, but you do not always have me. There's a few things that we can look at as we dive into this into this text. You guys know if you have been in Detroit for two weeks or you've been in Detroit for 200 years, that's a pretty long time, you kind of old, but if you've been around for a minute, 
you know Detroit is known for our festivals. I don't care if you love jazz, if you love techno, if you love electronic, if it's just step shows, festivals is what Detroit is known for. Hart Plaza is an international landmark. People come from all over. Passover was like combining all the festivals of Detroit into one for the Jewish culture. It was the biggest. It was the best festival. There were a number of festivals, but Passover was the major one. It was major because what God had done in the life of his people, this was a, a, a sparing, if you will, a, a saving, if you will, a time when the, the spirit would go through and move on their behalf and, and take the lives of those that had been adversaries against them. And as blood was placed upon the doorpost, God's people were passed over and did not experience the death of their adversaries. And so they remembered to, to do this. And there was this giant festival celebration that's happening. And that's how we enter into this story. We enter into this story with people trekking for a party, people trekking for worship, people trekking, journeying to get ready to celebrate, to get ready to, to go through this ritual of, of worship. And you have different people starting to come for some, some different reasons. And one of the people that, that, that comes through is a brother named Lazarus. Now, the previous chapter, chapter 11, lets us know who Lazarus is. Lazarus is, is, is from a, a trio of people that Jesus loves. Mary and Martha are his siblings, and uh, Lazarus was known for some stuff. He was known from going from death to life. Like, like, like sometimes they joke about Lazarus, like Lazarus, you know, you, you stanky Lazarus, Lazarus the stank boy. You know, like, like, they, like to, they like to tease Lazarus a lot because when Lazarus was dead, he was dead for four days. And when Jesus said, go ahead and remove the stone from the tomb, they said, hold on, Jesus. That type of stench will knock us out. He's been gone for four days. He's been he's been dead. He's starting to rot. Move the tomb. And it was Lazarus that 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 comes out. Wrapped up and now you see these threads falling off of him. And it was Lazarus that people saw. They knew Jesus existed. They knew he was real. But when you see someone go from death to life, it does something. And so you have these people that are now coming to faith. They're now starting to love Jesus and fall in love with Jesus. These, these, these Jews are starting to say this, Jesus is the Messiah. But there's a group that are saying Jesus is real. And there's a group that's saying, man, that was just dope what Lazarus did. Where he is is where I want to be. Got a little bit of a, a Christian entourage. Some folks is just rolling because Lazarus is, is that man who, who had this amazing experience. And so you got this big festival. You got some, some folks that's coming that's celebrating what Christ has done and they're loving him. You got some folks that's coming that's hype about just what's taking place within Lazarus. And you get this 
beautiful mix of people. And then something happens that breaks from the norm. Something happens where where our sister says, I've got to do something that goes a little bit further. I've got to do something that 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 allows you to see that this Jesus is more than just a man. I've got to anoint him. She doesn't know the depths of this anointing that that is starting, but 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 she does something that's countercultural. It's countercultural because it almost makes Judas looks like Judas is in the right. We're thankful for the, the biblical writer that tells us he dipping in the money bag, getting his money on. But but what actually happens here is a breakdown in 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 cultural dynamics. You see, when when people would walk and talk and they would go here and there, they would come into your house dirty. They didn't have Timberlands or Hush puppies or dang, hush puppies, even a shooting Perry's. I don't know. Help me out, Jane. You know, the what's the fly shoes now? I don't even know no more. I wear dress shoes most of the time. Y'all help me out. OK, a pair of Jordans. They didn't have those shoes no more. They didn't. They people walked in almost barefoot. And so when you came into someone's house, your feet entered a, a pail, if you will, where they could be cleansed and washed. And what the, the homeowner would do is take some perfume and just dip a couple of, couple of drops in there to, to help you smell a little bit fresher. You just came out to, and to help you feel welcomed into my home. I want you to, to enter in better than the way you came. I want you to feel embraced in this house. But our sister Mary takes the bottle and, 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 and actually pours a lot in. And that was seen as not being a good steward. That was seen as if you're trying to showboat, you're trying to ball out, you're trying to to actually not listen and be a godly person that is a good steward. You actually. And so Judas says to her, that's why you don't see anybody challenge Judas. Hold on. In essence, you should be a better steward. You should you should actually use what God has given us in a better way. We all know he was (laughs) he has some ulterior motives. But you see, that's why Jesus comes along and says these these words at the, the end of that section. He says, leave her alone. So that she may keep it for the day of my burial. You see, Jesus takes something and says, hey, it may seem wrong to you all but it can be used to its greatest degree if it's used for the right purpose. See, for the purpose of burial, you're dealing with someone that's going to be rotting, so you use as much perfume as you can. And so what he's saying is, don't mess with her, because she's preparing me. She's preparing me for what's next. This is the beginning of a, of a, of a week-long event of Jesus heading to the cross and dying for our sins. And so he checks Judas to make sure that there's no rebuke of what she's doing because she's almost the, the, the first domino. Y'all know we're talking about loving one another this year and the domino effect. She's the first domino of this Passion Week. She's anointing 
Jesus. I'm thankful that this guy named Andy from a, 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 a uh, blog that I like to read unpacked that cultural aspect for me and helped me be able to understand it. But Mary didn't know the fullness of what she was doing, but that she was expressing not only her love for God, but also she'd soon be sharing the love of God as he displays it in Jesus Christ and God's love for all of us. The teacher's commentary from uh, Mr. Richards says that. Uh, it, it just, it, sometimes it's tough for us to wrap our mind around because it's, she's doing something so right, but it kind of looks wrong, you know? And, 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 I, and I can kind of understand when something looks right, well, when it is right, but it looks wrong. I, 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 I don't, I'm like, I can handle whatever, blood, bring it. Got to heal certain stuff like, you know, bandage you up, bring it. Whatever, whatever the issue is, I don't get queasy. The only time I get queasy is when I see somebody's back or neck cracked. I, it, I, I, and, 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 when I, and when I see it happen, it looks so wrong. You got somebody's neck all contorted and crack, crack this loud. But after you see what the person experiences when they come out of that, it's so right. It's, it's, it's so good for them. See, Mary may seem wasteful, but she is faithful. And what she is doing is for the health of all humanity. And so she's anointing Jesus. She's, she's, she's setting this first domino effect of a, of a week long of, of, of experiences that he's going to have. And kids, I really encourage you to make sure you listen to uh, Miss Colette this week because she breaks down each of those days from Palm Sunday, which we celebrated today, to Monday, Thursday, which will be a time of, of foot washing and communion to Good Friday and then to Resurrection Sunday. Parents, sometimes we can listen to them videos and be learning a lot. Amen. Verse nine. When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priest made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. There's now a, a plot to kill Lazarus. Lazarus, this man who went for, who, who already we thought was dead, Jesus brought to life. Now he is the target of an authority. This authority has has seen this event happen with Lazarus. And, and, and our introduction was to help you see that sometimes one event can take place and people see it from different ways. Now, how is this a religious group seeing the event? How are they looking at this Lazarus dude? Do they see this Lazarus dude as an expression of God? Do they see this Lazarus dude as a blessing? Do they see this Lazarus dude as confirmation that the king is here? Or do they see Lazarus as a threat? You look in chapter 11 and they say it clearly. Hey, we, 
We're going to mess around and lose our power. Lose our position if stuff like this keep happening. If brothers start walking up out of tombs and this Jesus is who he is, look how people are flocking. We're going to lose everything. We see how we need to see this event. This event is a threat. You see, there's this hating that's starting to take place. It is it is infested within people who like to hold to power. Like to stay in control. And these Pharisees who were among the religious are now ready to take the life of a man whose life was just saved. And then there's Jesus. Continue, let's look and see how how this next situation takes place and and maybe how folks could respond to that one. In verse 12, it says the next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took the branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it just as it was written. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Triumphal entry. This might this might be the first year where after March Madness is over. We in that March Madness season might be the first year where after your team, what'd you say? My team lost. Yeah, the best team lost. I know the best team lost. I'm saying though, my team lost. So what I'm saying, it might be the first year, mm-hmm. <laughs> might be the first year where after the winning team is done, that there's not like thousands upon thousands of people waiting in the street When they step off the plane, waiting in the street for a parade to like celebrate and kick it. I mean, all on top of each other, just shouting and celebrating. It's going to be the first time that that type of celebration doesn't happen. Well, I shouldn't say first time. It's going to be an unfortunate time that it doesn't happen. A triumphal entry was was that type of experience. Gladiators would would come back from fighting and or 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 uh, soldiers would come back from fighting. And when they entered back into the town, you knew two things were happening. You knew one, the authority had returned and two, the peace had returned because these folks are your protectors. And so as they come through the streets, you're looking at your safety, your stability. You start shouting and celebrating and kicking it. But then something happens that's a little bit different. You see, people start grabbing their 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 palm branches and 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 these palm branches, folks have tried to read all types of things into it that, oh, look, palm branches, all the leaves read reach upward. So they're like praising uh, branches of the tree. You know, y'all, we've been making up stuff sometime. I don't know if it's a, a praise limb or not. What I do know is that these palms date back to that biblical experience. And every time you look at it, you could imagine that a person 
stood there and was watching Jesus walk by. Just this image could take you there and make you feel like you are in the story. And instead of shouting, hey, Caesar, or hey to these Roman guards, thanks for protecting us. People shout a different word. They shout Hosanna. Hosanna, this term that means save us. Save us. Help us. But not help like help me with my homework. Help like I'm drowning and I need you to save me. This is a a cry of celebration, but it is also a request that Jesus respond. And so people have their arms raised, hands lifted, and they are shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. It's a powerful statement. Has powerful meaning. But it also has some assumptions. It has, it has some assumptions. When I, when I, when I go on DoorDash and I, I look up on DoorDash what I want and then I select what I want and then the guy starts pulling up and gets out the car, I got an assumption of what's about to be in that bag. If, if I order the corned beef sandwich and we got, you know, uh, uh, egg rolls, we, gonna have, we got a problem. We got a and so the people now are shouting Hosanna, but in with that shout, there's some things that they've ordered up that they want Jesus to deliver. There's some, some expectations they have of this Jesus, and it is that he will provide a political structure that would allow them to be on top. That's the Jesus I need. That's the Hosanna I'm shouting for. That's the freedom that I want, which is to now no longer be at the bottom, but to be on top. And so they're expecting a political takeover by this king. You see, there's an understanding that he's king, but they're they're missing the, the, the scripture that this is settled in, the Zechariah 9, is, is settled in Jesus being lowly, Jesus being humble, Jesus coming with a posture of peace on a donkey. They want the Jesus that's going to overthrow, but they get the Jesus that is humble and lowly. Not king coming to overthrow yet but prince coming bringing in peace Isaiah chapter 53 told us this the Jews had learned these scriptures but somehow as they were excited to celebrate a Messiah the image of the Messiah left these verses Isaiah 53 1 through 7 says he who has believed what he has heard from us And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? 
for he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has been born of our griefs and carried of our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with all his wounds, with his wounds, we are healed. And all all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. And he was afflicted. Yet he'd opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. See, if they would have read that, if they would have had that be the backdrop, if that would have been the reason by which you shout Hosanna, now what you expect him to deliver begins to look a little different. Now it has a, 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 a different focus, and, 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 and I, I have that problem today. We have that problem today where we have the prescription for what Jesus needs to do and we just say it's time for you to fill it. If we can be honest at times, okay, let's not we, let me say me. If I can be honest at times, at times I prefer a political Jesus over a spiritual one. Because a political Jesus does the things that I want. Heals the people that I want, takes down wicked government systems that I don't like, feeds people that I know that are hungry. But see, a spiritual king says, Leon, your heart's wicked. And we got work to do. See, a spiritual king says, yeah, that thing that you've been hiding, I want to uncover, expose, and shine light on so I can build it for my glory. You see, spiritual doesn't start with the kingdom out there. Spiritual starts with the kingdom invading in us and then out of us reaching the uttermost parts of the world. And if I can be honest, sometimes the political seems a lot safer, easier, But see, two kingdoms cannot rule. There can only be one king. And this Jesus who who died so that we might live, this Jesus who saw you in a place of sin, this Jesus who said, I'm not going to stay here. I will enter into their world so that they may experience the beautiful restoration that the Father has planned. This Jesus says, there's but one kingdom. And now, will you be on the side of being a hater of that kingdom? Or will you be on the side of 
truly shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, save us, deliver us, Messiah, for you are the only one who can. Where do you fall? I was listening to Edith and it, and it choked me up. I ain't supposed to be doing all that before we preach, Edith. I'm supposed to be calm and cool. Got my tear trying to come down, put him back up there. He, he reversed. He reversed. But she said something that was like, man, you feel, you feel the, the double weight of those words? That, that people were going to be relieved of a debt. I thought, wow, how beautiful that is when people get to experience that politically. That the actual debt and and when you are financially strapped and when you are when when debt is real, it don't matter how much money you get, because as soon as it comes in, it's supposed to be going somewhere out. It's so tough to get up and get ahead that you just feel like, why even keep pushing to stay under this water, barely able to breathe? Debt is like an anchor when you're trying to swim. So I'm excited about that debt being relieved. But if we can feel the weight of financial debt, if we can see the effects that finances have on someone's emotions, their mental well-being, then how much more our spirits, how much more this Jesus is saying that, that I am the king and I come in ushering in a new kingdom, giving you the opportunity, not just for political, that may come, it may not, but spiritual debt relief. You see, if we have the, pe- the political only, we're no good as these haters if that's our end goal. But for us, we shout Hosanna because we know it starts with a heart condition and then he might send you and he might send you and he might send you and he might send me and he might send y'all and say, now go handle that political aspect reflecting me. Which kingdom? It can only be one. It can only be one that you serve. Look with me in these last verses. His disciples, starting in verse 16, did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another. You see that uh, you're gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. The world has gone after him. Uh, 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 An amazing statement of jealousy. Amazing statement of of envy, of all of our work has gone down the drain. Look at how they chase after this Jesus. But you see, we ought to give chase. We ought to be running behind Christ. We ought to be 
fanning the flame, saying, Lord, let your kingdom erupt like a wildfire and we will be the ones to celebrate you. Celebrate you. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. So if you have your palm, I want to I want to invite you to grab it. If you have your palm at home, I want you to invite you to to grab it. Because this 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 story. It encouraged me corporately, but I think it's a challenge individually. This was taken from today in the word. This was written about a time in church history where if you did not respond in the way that they expected, you could be put in jail or or harmed seriously. From today in the word, it says deeply immersed in meditation during a church service, Italian poet Dante uh, Aleri failed to kneel at the appropriate moment of the church service. His enemies hurried to the bishop and demanded that Dante be punished for his sacrilege. Dante defended himself by saying this. He said, if those who accuse me had had their eyes and minds on God as I had, they too would have failed to notice the events going on around them. And they most certainly would not have noticed what I was doing. You see, there is a a, a corporate opportunity when when everybody hears this Jesus is coming. The streets were filled. Folks are shouting Hosanna, Hosanna. But each person that day had to be willing to take a step themselves. And the question I have for you is, are you willing to take a step for Christ, to shout out Hosanna to the highest with your voice or with your lifestyle? Maybe you will be treated like Lazarus and become a target and become hated. Maybe people will say that's the type of kingdom I don't want to have anything to do with. Those values, those ideals, those principles that you stand for. I don't want to have anything to do with that. But fan the flame. Wave the palms. Let it be known which kingdom you are aligning with. Let it be known whether you sit silently as an internal hater or whether you are vocal about shouting for this king. I want us to end with a a verse from Revelations. Because it gives us another image where we see the palm branch used. You know, it's it's a verse that gets quoted really often. But we forget that this palm is used as an expression of worship. Revelations, I believe it's chapter 7. Verses 9 and 10. It says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude. This is, this is at the end. This is heavenly language. This is uh, 
what worship shall be like after that last breath. What is going to be like when we are fully with God? You know, that's what heaven is, right? Heaven is not just, you know, the white robe with the wings and you just flapping around doing your thing. Heaven is fully being in the presence of God and his shalom peace being experienced in all regards. So will I be hungry? I don't think I'll ever be hungry. But will I be able to delight in as many corned beef sandwiches as I want to? I think I will. Because I don't think I'll want for anything, but I think I'll be able to experience the fullness of God in everything. And so chapter 7, verse 9 After this, I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and all peoples and all languages, standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. And crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. You see, we quote it because of its diversity, because of the, the, the many tribes and nations. Let's quote it because of the posture of celebration to the king, to the lamb, to the prince of peace, to the only one worthy of us saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. But it's got to be a choice that you individually make. We can't make it for you. And we won't let our gaze be on you, on you, on you, and we forget to keep our gaze on Christ. If you're a person today that is hearing this message, this this challenge, and, and you feel like I just called you a hater, or you feel like, well, pastor, I'm trying to, I'm trying to start worshiping, but I'll, I don't know if I can be that vocal or be that outgoing. I want you to know we are here for you, but we are here not wanting you to stay in the same place. We want you to be able to understand that Christ died for your sins. What is sin? Sin is that which has broken us away from the connection with God that he originally set forth. Sin is when we think we know better than God. Sin is what breaks down all relationships, relationships between me and you and relationships between us and God. And Jesus said the only way to take that is death. But I will stand in the gap, receive the death you should have received. And all I ask is that you believe. Believe that I have done it. Believe that I have saved you and have separated your wrongest wrong, sinnest of sins, iniquity of iniquity. I've separated that as far as the east is from the west. I want you to experience my love and the Holy Spirit now will dwell within you so that you can live for me in the way that I was always intended. That's the opportunity you have today. Not to shout Hosanna out of your own strength because you've arrived as a Christian. No, to shout Hosanna because we may maybe you have been saved, but we continue to need a sanctification, a renewal, a acknowledgement of who the Prince of Peace is. It's two kingdoms. 
Which one will you choose? Let's pray. God, we thank you. And we want people to respond to you. And if a person today says, I want to respond, and I pray that they would repeat after me, I believe you exist, Jesus. I believe you saved me from my sin. I now want to live for you. Fill me so I can do that. If, Lord, someone has has repeated that, has believed that in their heart, then we thank you for that today. We pray, Lord, that you would draw people closer to yourself and that you would empower your church to celebrate you. That we not look at this as a past event, but that it is an event that we can live out today. Let us proclaim you and celebrate you, even if it leads to death. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen, church family. Amen. So grateful for you all. I'm so grateful for what God is doing. And I pray that this would be just a a visual reminder of, of how we get the chance to celebrate our God.